it's Monday. I mean, technically, yeah, yeah. still. <laughs> and it's July 22nd, and the word of the day is racism, which means I'm now in violation of congressional policy about discussing the yeah. R word, so I just got a timeout, along with Nancy Pelosi, for being out of order. Using the sentence, you can't write a rule against talking about racism without violating the rule you're trying to write, and without enabling more R word. <laughs> the Republican Party, enabling R words since ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, we give Sarah Huckabee Sanders the send-off. Opioid manufacturers will admit that they're all the cool kids are doing at marketing campaign was ill-advised. And Kellyanne Conway tries to rank the races unironically on the White House she goddamn does. lawn. She but first, does. the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight, our fellow Skeptocrats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen... Are you uh, a little angry about getting snubbed for the next round of the Democratic primary debates? I mean, I wouldn't be if we weren't the only ones, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Last time I saw that many people lined up side by side, they were fighting African famine. <laughs> <laughs> In our lead story tonight, the House of Representatives voted to hold Attorney General William Barr and Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross in criminal contempt last week, mostly because they're criminals and because we hate them. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, for refusing to produce documents about why Donald Trump and his administration were trying to add a citizenship question and a concentration camp registration form to the 2020 <laughs> census. Okay, can you tell us why you need all the Zyklone B? No, under the penalty no. of prison, no. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, the executive branch refuses to follow the Constitution, so the House agrees to what amounts to a strongly worded letter of disappointment. Medium How the worded. fuck did we make 240 years on this system, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's a quick background for you. Wilbur Ross became Secretary of Commerce in 2017 after Elmer Fudd stepped out of a television, ran himself through FaceApp to double his age and give all his info to Russia, and then took second place to Mitch McConnell in the annual GOP skin wadding contest. And that put Ross in charge of the upcoming census form. And third place put William Barr in charge of the Justice Department. Meanwhile, the entire Republican Party decided to pivot away from democracy and focus on eroding democracy yep. so they could continue to exist. So they had Ross add a question to the census form that would scare away as many immigrants as possible and steal an electoral advantage when new district maps got drawn based on the new population data in 2021. Right. Uh, and if you want an even more terrifying insight into that process, pick up the fifth risk. It, it's not just evil. It's like lazy evil. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. So if you're insufficiently terrified by the party in power looking at the present districting and saying, well, your problem there is it's too representative, <laughs> Eli would like to recommend a book. Yeah. No one said representative. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. So eventually the Supreme Court explained that eroding democracy can't be your stated goal for stuff. That's not it's a allowed. That's a weird thing coming yeah. for the Supreme Court. Well, yeah, I mean, point, I, it sounds yeah. confusing. But remember, this was last month. Back oh. before SCOTUS ruled that they're on 
democracy sabbatical and, <laughs> and also break. six six other democracy sabbaticals. Just yeah, right, no yeah. more boutique issues like fair voting on their docket forever. <laughs> That's the new rule. But back in the halcyon democracy days of June 2019, <laughs> the court said you, you can't have de facto anti-Latino scare questions so you can hack democracy. But the administration was ready with a lie. They claimed that the reason for the new question was to better enforce the Voting Rights Act. But there were several problems with that, including the one the Supreme Court pointed out, which was, no, you're obviously lying. <laughs> and then they added, well, okay, but if you're not lying, go ahead and show us your internal documents about that. At which point Trump invoked executive privilege to keep them hidden. Like a super secretive truth teller. You know how they like to keep things hidden? <laughs> They're so bad at this. Your Honor, we'd like to go back and lie about this differently. Um, okay. Uh, can you tell us a not lie about the Zyklon B? Again, under the threat of imprisonment. Nope. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went third place. Yeah. And uh, circling back, <laughs> no, you're obviously lying was just one of many reasons that the administration was obviously lying. First of all, about two weeks before the Supreme Court ruling that we're talking about, the estranged daughter of GOP literal professional democracy hacker Thomas Hoffler, uh, he yeah. died last summer, his estranged daughter, who I'm assuming hated him for being a real-life Grisham villain, she found hard drives full of very specific GOP plans to hack democracy by scaring immigrants away from the census. Like, seriously, files that basically said, here's how we're going to have Wilbur Ross cheat. Yep. Yeah. In less words, but yeah. Okay, but to be fair, Heath, let's be careful about throwing stones and remember what I have named some of our Zencaster files. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good point. Um, okay. Back to the story, though. Another clue that this was all a giant lie was when Donald Trump announced, yeah, it was the electoral hacking thing, not whatever the fuck we claimed later. <laughs> uh, apparently, a reporter tricked him by using the phrase interrogative statement. So Trump kind of had to take the question <laughs> and Trump just directly answered literal quote. You need the citizenship question for Congress for districting. End yeah. quote. Yeah, and then he's like, what? When Washington did this shit with the cherry tree, you guys ate it up. Come on. What's <laughs> the difference? And uh, one other quick point on this obvious lie. You don't get to claim that you're scaring away immigrants from the census in order to better enforce the goddamn Voting Rights Act when the Voting Rights Act is a law that prevents minority groups from losing their voting yeah. power. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's like when we say we're doing something in the name of religious freedom, right? We're not. We're just not. I mean, no, we, we are. Pretty much every time we say we are. Well, I'm yeah. not. Oh, okay. All right. So in the end, <laughs> Trump and Barr and Ross had to give up and agree to count all the people in the thing that we use for counting all the people, and that's the entire purpose of it. And apparently they thought this meant that all the crimes <laughs> that they did don't count anymore. Yeah. But, but the House of Representatives was like, sorry, no, that's adorable, but no. You're not eight-year-olds who gave back the stolen crayons while everybody closed their <laughs> eyes. We're, we're still going to prosecute you. You broke so, the fucking law, guys. Yeah, so we should get further investigation, and hopefully 
safeguards against anyone blatantly cheating like this in the future. Fucking Wilbur Ross bitching to his wife. What, are they going to start prosecuting people for attempted murder now? Come on. (laughs) Right. And here's my favorite part. The House then sent an official referral to the Justice Department telling them that William Barr, the head of the Justice Department, needs to be criminally investigated, which obviously won't happen, but it's still a giant embarrassment, which is always fun to watch. Uh, This is embarrassing, but can you put handcuffs on yourself and meet us at jail? (laughs) (laughs) My third place chowls are in the way. (laughs) No. But uh, yeah, so basically... Nancy Pelosi walked into Barr's office, climbed straight onto his desk, locked eyes with him, and took a giant shit on his desk. And then (laughs) told him to investigate anyone with a uh, suspicious shit on their desk. And now (laughs) now that we know Pelosi's on board with prosecuting criminals, that's good. Um, Maybe we impeach the president for his giant campaign of treasonous election stealing. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. If we're prosecuting criminals... Right, yeah, no, just don't spend all your desk shit in one place, lady. (laughs) If I had a nickel. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, The New Yorker. Oh, okay, so just remember, don't mention the news, okay? This is ridiculous, really. I know, but you know what he's like. Hey, hey guys, what's up? Hey. Nothing at all. Hey, buddy. What, what's happening? Oh, nothing. I was, I was just reading The New Yorker, actually. Yeah, here we go. Okay, what did you post? Did you threaten to cut off Thomas Smith's head on Twitter again? Because there's only so many times we can say that we're joking about no, that. No, no, guys, like I'm fine. Wolf. I'm fine. Wait. You... You are? Are yeah. you? Yeah, you know, when I gave up the social internet... Okay, I um, I really hate that you keep adding that to our shows. Don't I, use I needed a news source phrase. for news, right? Okay. Uh, and The New Yorker represents the best writing in America today. And it doesn't make you crazy? I mean, I'm still affected, but something about carefully researched, well-thought-out journalism means that I digest the news, not consume it, you know? Okay, well, that that's great, but can you really afford that? I mean... Last month, you hired a hitman to kill Andrew because he didn't retweet you. Okay, yeah. I got most of that money back, by the way. Did Plus, you? right now, you can get 12 weeks of The New Yorker for just $6. Plus, The New Yorker tote bag. That's home delivery of the print edition each week, plus unlimited access to thenewyorker.com with 10 to 15 exclusive site-only stories every day. Access to their apps, online archive, crossword puzzle, and more. And... You didn't create a Twitter bot that tweets your enemies lists out. Not this week. No, not. Okay, hold on, though. I can get 12 weeks of The New Yorker for just $6, plus I get the exclusive tote? Yep. You just go to newyorker.com slash skeptocrat. Again, listeners save 50% when they enter skeptocrat. And now back to the headlines. And in tanker ganker news tonight... 
Iran's campaign of not touching you ramped up over the weekend when they seized two British tankers in the Persian Gulf. They let one of them go in a preemptive compromise with the UK's inevitable let them go demand, but apparently that wasn't enough. As British Foreign Secretary, just leave that on your fucking business card, man. It ain't changing. Jeremy Hunt warned of serious <laughs> consequences if the second tanker is not released. And he's British, so that could be, you know, crossness at them in the first degree if they're not it really, Yeah, actually, yeah. We will say knee again if you do not appease us. <laughs> All right, so uh, Hunt was quick to add that when he said serious consequences, he wasn't talking about jingoistic blusters, not the fire and fury like the world has never seen shit. He added, quote, we are not looking at military options. We are looking at a diplomatic way to resolve this situation, end quote. Not adding, so don't get a hard on Bolton. <laughs> oh, uh, already shot a cow at Tehran with a slingshot. Should should we not? I already did one of them. All right, so but that wasn't the only flashpoint moment in the Straits of Hormuz on Friday. Uh, Schmuckle Orange took the unusual step of doing a thing uh, and, and to brag about shooting down an Iranian drone that was threatening a U.S. ship. And, I mean, that's probably what actually happened. Or, or maybe I give it 50-50 or whatever. <laughs> but the Iranians said on Twitter that all their drones are accounted for and that the U.S. probably shot down their own drone by mistake. <laughs> And that's fucking funny. And and if Iran's lying, it's actually funnier. Yeah. I mean, look, if post-2016 has taught us anything, it's that all the governments are faking, right? None yeah, of them that's have true. Any of the things. Stop hitting yourself, Donald Trump. Stop. Why are you yeah, hitting right, yourself? Why right, are you hitting yes. yourself? Am I hitting ramped myself? up from not touching you to stop hitting oh, yourself. Now you're actually hitting yourself. That worked better than... Are you okay? I got you. Right in the eye. I don't think you understand what's happening. You tell me to stop. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're almost certainly going to go to war with Iran now or uh, before, too, because John Bolton is as evil as Donald Trump is stupid. And Donald Trump is as evil as John Bolton is stupid. And and Mike Pompeo is as stupid and as evil as Donald Trump is evil and John Bolton is stupid, respectively. But on the upside, I feel like the tweets from both sides are probably going to be hilarious in this war. Yeah. <laughs> Other bright side, lots of people who voted for Trump their kids will die. So, you know, there's upsides I don't know all if that's around. A, I mean, see, that's not silver. That all of their kids will die. Pointed out. <laughs> see? It's true. Two votes. Outvoted, Noah. <laughs> and in sad news tonight, we here at The Skeptocrat are definitely the only members of any kind of press to say this, but we are heartbroken to report that Sarah Huckabee Sanders has left the White House. I, I feel like all the sapient toadstools that have been freely traversing dungeon hallways unsmushed throughout the Mushroom Kingdom might disagree, Eli, even, <laughs> the, even the media. That's fair. Yeah. While uh, media outlets all over the world are celebrating the departure of literally the least honest press secretary in the history of the United States, there's a thwomp-sized hole in our hearts that might <laughs> never be filled. <laughs> The new press secretary keeps walking closer to Sanders in the hallway. <laughs> Sanders' frown keeps getting bigger. <laughs> just like, can I get past? Yes. Are you, are you going to smash the floor again when I get really close? Uh, no. What? Are you, what? Are you lying? No. Go ahead. Go go your go go past. Okay, I'm going to walk yep. through. But if you thwomped to, you. Uh, <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Stupid. Yep. You saw the frown. You're dumb. That is what's happening. So, gentlemen, <laughs> it only seems fitting. Let's put, let's say, 22 seconds on the clock 
favorite lie Sarah Huckabee Sanders told in the brief time her candle burned in the wind. <laughs> go. Okay. Um. Uh, go ahead and take away the cheese plate. It's fine. It's fine. My <laughs> face will not open up like a demogorgon. I promise <laughs> that won't happen. Uh, how about a? It's not demogorgon. You. How about a? It's not a hoof. I have a toe split disorder. <laughs> 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 Oh wait, I didn't know we were doing the voice. <clears throat> uh, how about it's it's not a hoof. I'm I'm eating an unfrosted cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> yep, those were the three least destructive lies told by <laughs> press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Either way, I think we're all wondering how the White House handled the news. And luckily for us, nobody moved that microphone that says definitely not a microphone on it. So let's see how it all went down. Glo glo glo, doing Malagia stuff. Malagia stuff is my favorite stuff. Oh, hey, sorry. Uh, didn't realize someone was in here. No, no, he's, he's fine, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I was just going. Oh, oh, okay. Cool, cool. Cool. Um, so. Saj. Um, so I'm... Um, I'm leaving today. Did you know that? Chess. Like the Creek and Crack man from this story. B what? I, I never know what you're saying. Classic. Yeah, okay. So I should probably get packing up. Um, You know a moving company won't pack used vaginal weights? They just won't pack what? it? What? That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Well. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah. Sarah Huckabee Sanders wig. Oh, yes, Melania. Hey there, podcast listeners. No illusions here. Uh, so at this point in the sketch, Eli and Heath performed a hitherto undiscussed karaoke version of Time of My Life, which I explained I can't play for you because it's a blatant copyright violation. So despite the fact that their performance was, quote, a touching send off for our most beloved character, yay, perhaps the most beloved character in all of fiction, end quote. I'm going to need you to just imagine that part. You never let us do anything! I hate you! We practiced for so long! Let's do it anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, well, you know what? You guys, oh, yeah, you guys do it. Well, they're doing that. Time we'll of my life. second sponsor this more. <laughs> Keeps. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eli Bosnick. You know, when I first started losing my hair, I got a lot of bad advice. People would tell me about herbal supplements, topical lemon extracts, and hair maintenance yoga poses. But the worst advice I ever got was just to learn to love myself the way I am. Because I didn't even like myself when I had hair. Yeah, uh, I didn't like you either at that point. But there are better solutions. There are two products out there that are FDA-approved hair loss products and they're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. Some men even experience hair regrowth. Now, of course, these products have been on the market for a while, but thanks to our sponsor Keeps, you can keep your hair for only 10 to 35 bucks a month. Plus, now you can get your first month free. 
What's more, Keeps is easy and signing up takes less than five minutes. Just answer a few simple questions, snap a couple of pics, and then a licensed physician will review your information and recommend the right treatment for you. Then it's shipped right to your door every three months, which is great because if they send it to somebody else's door, that wouldn't work at all. It wouldn't. Look, if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you need is to wait to see a doctor. With Keeps, there's finally a way to get you the help you need when you need it. For a limited time, receive your first month of treatment free by going to keeps.com slash skeptocrat. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash skeptocrat. That's keeps.com slash skeptocrat. Because otherwise, you'll look like Eli. You could. Or me. <laughs> And we're back. Next up in headlines, Kellyanne Conway chose poorly again. Um, that's kind of a thing in just about every way. You know, <laughs> politics, social interaction, physical appearance, obviously Loving. grails. Cho- choosing wisely, <laughs> it's just not in her wheelhouse. So I guess nobody is surprised that during a recent press conference, she got a question about Donald Trump's obviously racist go back to the country you came from tweets. And she responded by asking that reporter, quote, what's your ethnicity? End quote. Jesus. Thank you for the question. Let me measure your skull real quick. (laughs) Yeah. For fuck's (laughs) Kelly, the list of situations where that's an appropriate question is so short. It's very short. It's so short. How can you not remember it? (laughs) It's Heath dating, end of list. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And again, again, Ms. Conway chose poorly on all those things we mentioned. But most importantly, she chose poorly when she chose to wear a long sleeve jacket of very thick wool (laughs) to, to give a press conference in the middle of the day when it was about 100 degrees out in Washington, D.C. So... She's sweating in giant sprinkler patterns to water the White House lawn as much, which is extra scary because Conway is already the driest looking person I'm aware of in the universe. Like, I thought she was about to have a house land on her head or just like dust out into a sarlacc. It was fucking terrifying. She looks like the portrait of Barbara Walters. (laughs) Except with moisture instead of age. No, I get it. Yeah, so it's obviously insane that a White House staff member would ever say, what's your ethnicity during a press conference? But it actually manages to be even crazier in full context. So here's the exchange between Conway and reporter Andrew Feinberg. Um, Eli, you want to take Andrew Feinberg? I'll do Conway. Anti-Semitic. What are you talking about? That's not... Okay, what's your ethnicity? Uh, Why is that relevant? Well, because I'm asking a question. So um, I am a white guy My from upstate New York. My ethnicity isn't relevant. That's Are you from the Semitic tribes of Arabia? No, I am a white guy from upstate a, a New York. A white guy from upstate New York, exactly. By are the way, you are you pouring, pouring sweat, sweat right now? Right now? <laughs> yes. So much sweat. Oh my God, so much. Let's call it a day. I agree. Cool. I'm white. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So I guess we don't need to reenact the incident with Conway and Feinberg. That was pretty much it just now, except way more racist from Conway, if that's more. possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. At one point, she literally says, I'm Irish and Italian. Now you go. <laughs> as, as if to make the point that, like, I don't know, Feinberg needs to go back to 
Bethesda, Maryland, where he's from, it's really not clear. Regardless, Conway handled this press conference about Donald Trump's bigotry a lot like she was me trying to talk to a woman. It was not pretty. I felt personally attacked by this relatable content. <laughs> and in oxy news tonight, a three-judge panel vacated an order meant to protect the reputations of the nation's pharmaceutical companies, reasoning that we already know they're evil. This led to the release of data showing just how many goddamn opium pills they were flooding the country with. That would be 76 billion in a seven-year period, or what? 42 per person per year, along with an encyclopedia and a half of damning internal documents. Okay, Jesus. I... I'm not getting my three and a half Vicodin a month. Who do I talk to about this? Did they <laughs> uh, this all stems from an ambitious suit that tries to fold the manufacturers and distributors into one civil racketeering enterprise and a lawsuit from the Washington Post once the judge started putting sneezes under seal. Uh, in the suit, the prosecution accuses the manufacturers, distributors, and retailers of the highly addictive pills of willful negligence in their overproduction of opioids, a claim that's bolstered by the fact that the other possibility is that they all believe that there were several counties in the U.S. where people were so fucked up they needed an average of 150 oxys per person per year for multiple <laughs> years. Okay, so so those counties have my... Do I talk to them? I need answers. I need the pills. <laughs> Mostly it's in Cleveland, apparently. Oh, I have family. I can visit and oh, get there you my go. Oxys there you go. Exactly. and grind them up and snort them. All right. So predictably, <laughs> the manufacturers and distributors are employing the hot potato defense. Uh, they accuse the prosecution and the media of oversimplifying the crisis and shifting blame to unscrupulous doctors writing bogus prescriptions, as well as inaction by the DEA. And they really drill down on that when they point out that the, the DEA sets the quotas for opioid manufacturer and that it's ultimately their job to prevent suspicious orders and deliveries, which is fucking amazing. Right. Like, I'm not saying that the DEA doesn't have some culpability here, but that would be like Jeffrey Dahmer's attorney arguing that the job of ensuring people don't get dismembered and eaten is really the job of the Milwaukee police, not his clients. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to need to take this up with the claims department at uh God of the universe. Um, <laughs> yeah, our liability doesn't kick in yet. There's a God deductible. <laughs> right. Confusing. All right, but even that defense, by the way, is wildly undercut by the documents that we're now allowed to look at. Documents that include, for example, an email exchange between Victor Pirelli, a, a national account director for the largest manufacturer of opioids in the U.S., and Steve Cochran, the veep of a company that distributes their pills called Key Source Medical. In the exchange, Borelli tells Cochran, quote, if you are low, order more. If you are okay, order a little more, capiche? Then jokes about how Cochran should destroy that email. It's like Andrew always says, if you write that joke, you shouldn't have written the email. <laughs> he has to say that more than he should, yeah. Also, like Andrew always says, what? I couldn't hear your emails. Static <laughs> or something in the email. I didn't get it. Wait. It, it, this it, this exchange gets so goddamn much worse. At one point, Cochran writes to Debr to Borelli and says, "Quote: Keep them coming, flying out here. It's like people are addicted to these things or something." Oh wait, people are. End quote. Actual quote. And just in case that only incriminated one side of the conversation, Borelli responded, "Quote: Just like Doritos, keep eating. We'll make more." End quote. Which is. Not just a callous response to one's complicity in a crisis that would ultimately kill nearly a quarter of a million people, 
But it's also not even the goddamn Doritos slogan. It was crunch all you want, we'll make more. <laughs> fucking show Jay Leno some fucking respect. <laughs> and finally tonight, the job of White House press secretary has been filled. Even though the hole in our hearts never will be. By Stephanie Grisham, <laughs> who listeners may remember for her previous career of lying about the botched execution of Joseph Wood, um, yep. her, her career of lying about the Pope's visit to Philadelphia, or just her two DUIs. <laughs> wow. Well, and also for looking like every rich 80-year-old's third wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean, up until now, Eli was just reading from her resume, I yeah. do believe. So, um, as though her qualifications weren't enough, she's already filling those perfectly square shoes by lying. <laughs> In response to the controversy around Trump telling Americans to go back to brown people, Stan, she tweeted the following this week, quote, so typical to watch the mainstream media and Dems attack at real Donald Trump for speaking directly to the American people. His message is simple. The USA is the greatest nation on earth. But if people aren't happy here, they don't have to stay. End quote. I gotta say, that's an impressive amount of lies to fit into two sentences, right? Yeah, no, she's gonna well fit done. right in. Well done. All right. <laughs> well, luckily that microphone that we hid in a bottle of water remains untouched in Ms. Grisham's liquor cabinet. So <laughs> let's check in and see how she's fitting in. Uh, you wanted to see me? Oh, hey, Tyler, big guy, get in here. This is Stephanie Grisham, our new secretary. Uh, well, our new, um, our new press secretary. Oh, we've met. This dirty boy tried to finger me during my welcome party. Whoa, Tyler, that a boy. No, no, I did not. You accidentally sat on my hand three times at dinner. It, once after I changed seats. Whatever. Shyler. Is she said, he said. Is it, she? Is she say? It's he. Is she say? He's. It's like the New Yorker story. I. I promise you that is not how honey. Whatever. I don't fucking care. Used. I don't fucking care. So, can I borrow one of your guys' phones? I need an Uber. I just got kicked off of Uber because I won't get in unless the driver's a black guy. Ooh, I like that. Right. I feel like it's like romantic, like driving Miss Daisy. It not. Is what that movie is about whatever i haven't seen it didn't you didn't you drive in yeah but my car has a fucking bullshit breathalyzer i got i got a jewish judge yuck i got one of those on the supreme court it's a nightmare right feel you. Ugh. gross all right i gotta go my husband forgot to pick up my shitty kids from camp it's it's july thank you julian fucking Gregory Day. Greg Day. Calen Who? Oh my God. Read a comic book. I gotta go. I like her. Are, are you sure you don't need anybody else to go to jail, sir? For the last time, no, Tyler. Thank you. I forgot my phone. She forgot her phone. <laughs> Phone. I said phone. <laughs> she see my fucking phone? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. 
And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Pished Boy, Pish Ed Boy, Pish Pished Boy, Susan, Ashley, Eric, Mark, the Good Crabs, Matthew, Vicar, Zachary, and Dick Burger, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas are so beautiful, and also um, they deserve a song from Eli. They would all like Eli to sing a show tune right now. Eli, take it away. That's literally all we can do. No, excellent. That's not how the law works. (laughs) Thank you. Has the moon lost her memory? You keep going. I'll do memory in the background. I was beautiful. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent, like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, modulate up a step. Take it up one. Take it up one. Check out our brother no, and sister shows. The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed. There it is. Available on I. You just really you moved up, but that one note is not okay. Yeah. Well, they're available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. <laughs> we just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan oh Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars, an entire band of people. He's the creator of the virtuosic <laughs> musical stylings you heard today. Not that which last musical were styling, used though he had nothing with to do his permission. with the memories he, rendition. Nope, wasn't him. <laughs> he actually made us go back and edit this in. That was not Ryan Slotnick. You should, That's why the show was late this week. <laughs> Blame Ryan Slotnick. <laughs> and, yep, he's having a he's having a tough week. He told me he got his car got towed in New York City. It was a whole thing. So you should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. They don't even have a car to move their stuff. It's tough. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. I'm Eli Bosnick. You know, when I first started losing my hair, (laughs) I got. (laughs) I fucking hate you. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Keep rolling. We're still rolling. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.